you know, there's all kinds of scenes that I respond to in movies. I respond to music sequences. Uh, I respond to big comedy sequences. It was like uh, they galvanized the, the entire theater. Everybody uh, woke up. Everybody got connected. And, you know, and I would go see a, a, a film that had a, a, a sequence like that. I would see it two or three times at the theaters just to see that sequence. And then just to have that experience uh, uh, with an audience. Welcome to Making Tarantino the Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Duke, and I am here with his cousin Chip. I'm back. Oh, guess who's back? Back again. Okay. Oh, what's a welcome back, Cotter? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And on this podcast, we watch and discuss a list of movies that Quentin Tarantino recommends and see if they've influenced his work and to see what they're all about. The blood. It's all about the blood. That's right. Little children being eaten for no reason, <laughs> um, which was so good. Um, we lost another one the other day, and this one hit hard because we loved the Dion brothers. We lost Frederick Forrest. Yep. He passed away on Friday, June 23rd. And then also shortly after that, we lost Julian Sands, where you're like, I never heard of this guy anymore. What happened? Oh, oh well, they, they lost him. Yeah. Who's they? He went on. He, he disappeared. He, yeah. he and they could not find him forever and ever in a day. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Like I, I, I thought I heard about this like months ago that they didn't know where he went. And next thing I know, I hear again that they're searching for him. And I'm like, "What is going on? Like, is he hiding? Like, I, what? I, I was wondering why they were like he. On one of the Twitter things, they said, "Born on this day, died question mark <laughs> like yeah. June question mark or something." I was like, oh, wow. Subscribe to us wherever you get your, that always, I trip that, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. After subscribing, leave us a review, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and sometimes Facebook and uh, all that good stuff. I'm really digging Twitter. Uh, I don't know. You're addicted to Twitter. I am. I'm finding history. So, well, what's good is I don't, I don't get into the politics of any of that bullshit. Mm. I just, follow film stuff or there's this history person that'll pop up like here's what you know the uh the uh, saint can't even think of the name of it what's the plane that charles Lindbergh flew ah uh, fucker anyway um everybody took his baby there. it's fine i want to say st louis it's not spirit of st louis spirit of st louis and it was showing what the cockpit actually looked like. It's got like a wicker chair and like mm -hmm. you couldn't really stretch out. And he had to fly in there like around the world. Like it was like, holy and had no window in the front, just had windows on the side that he had. Eee. But he was used to flying a mail plane like that. How can you tell it was a mail plane? It's little balls. <laughs> That's when Chip asked me a uh, three amigos question. And now on with the show. Let's get to some. I'm still trying to figure out what to call this, Chip. Uh, Tarantino talks. You say Tarantino says some shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's uh, Tarantino says some shit about this movie, but it's good shit. Okay, cool. Oh, here it is. New World Pictures was able to go head to head with the big movies that it's it's competing against is in the case of Piranha. Now, I'm not saying Piranha is as good as Jaws because I actually think Jaws is the greatest movie ever made. Not the greatest film ever made, but what's supposed to be a movie, everything that a movie is supposed to be, Jaws you're, is. You're yeah. never going to get better than Jaws. Jaws is the pinnacle of that. It's I, the greatest movie ever made. Piranha is not the greatest movie ever made, but it's a pretty damn good fucking movie. And it's a magnificent Jaws ripoff. It's a fantastic Jaws ripoff. It's, and it's as fun. If you ask me, Piranha is as fun as almost any movie made in the 70s. It is a blast. I have seen 
Piranha eight or nine times since it came out. And, you know, I'll probably see it three more times again and I'll enjoy it every single fucking time. Especially if, especially if I'm watching it with somebody who hasn't seen it before. Well, so much of that is Joe Dante and his yeah. bemused touch. Everything he touches feels... Well, he's such a smart Alec. He's a little bit of a smart Alec, but that's kind of what I like about yeah, him. No, it's, yeah, well, it's who he is. I mean, if you don't like that, you don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> and he just makes it like the movie is fun. Yeah, it's Joss isn't. I mean, Joss, Joss is fucking. Fun. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not fun, but the truth is, Joss is fun. But it's fun in a different kind of way. Piranha no. is fun in a in a campier way. Yeah, no, no. But it manages the camp without it being stupid. It's it's it's, all, it's always on the. It always has the right touch of Mad Magazine to it. Totally. <laughs> all right. So we can Mandalorian this and say Tarantino has spoken. Um, we could what Delorean it? Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Um, yeah, because the Ognaut, the little pig-looking dudes, is that I have spoken. Right, exactly. We could, or um, something. We could figure something out. But what was interesting with this movie, I added mm -hmm. it to our list. So our list was made before video archives started coming out. Yeah. I found the list. I put it all up. I found where everything was. Um, I should probably go back to that original list and find... There were things that I got rid of because they weren't available, but now they might be available. So maybe oh, yeah. I should go back. But okay. then listening to video archives, they really, so usually we don't have anything that cross promotes on here, you know, yeah. on their show, because I'm just like, we want to be original. We're not like trying to glam onto that. And then um, they did the, they did Piranha mm -hmm. and they had such a good time. And I'll tell you about it when it gets to the point, but Roger Avery got choked up at a moment and they just had a hell of a time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Like I, we gotta do this. I think chip and I love this movie. So mm -hmm. I put it on, I added it to our list and it came up last week, which was weird because me and Tim were, Tim had mentioned piranha Two, yeah. making a joke. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, it just picked piranha. <laughs> And to let you know, because you haven't listened um, to the whole thing, was that um, it did, you know how I was thinking that maybe the way I have the algorithm, the the formula set up for that it wouldn't pick the same movie. It did. It picked Rolling Thunder. And so uh, then I had to do it again. And then it picked, you know. So anyway, here's a tagline, one that I really like. There's something in the water at Lost River Lake. Something you can't see, something you can't feel until it's too late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Water. You can drink it, you can swim in it. And if you're not careful, you can die in it. Piranha. Piranha. The deadliest flesh eaters of all. Their razor teeth can strip a man to bone in seconds. And now they're here in the lakes and rivers of America. Piranha. They'll eat you alive. From New World Pictures, rated R under 17, not admitted without parents. Uh oh. Piranha, 1978. I just realized I didn't even put the plot up here, but uh, I'll bring it up. Um, Piranha, 1978. Like I said, mm -hmm. I'm hoping you like this movie, Chip. Uh-oh, Chip's quiet. Uh-oh, now <laughs> I'm wondering. You know, for a podcast, it might yeah. help if you said some words. Yeah, maybe. It's, I don't want to give it away because, you know. All right. All right. I mean, okay. you know, if I, if I right away say, hey, it's shit town. Then you're gonna be like, well, all right, we're, we're uh, done with this yeah, show. We're out. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> let me bring somebody else in. Uh, when flesh-eating piranhas are accidentally released into a summer resort's river rivers, the guests become their next meal. Dun dun dun. Starring Bradford Dillman as Paul Grogan. So Bradford Dillman was originally unhappy with the character's 2D nature and asked writer John Sales why his character was so thin. Mm -hmm. Sales responded that Roger Corman regularly did not use good actors in his films, so he deliberately didn't elaborate on characters. But since Dillman was a real actor, he was more than happy to enhance his character's depth. So you can see that, too, in this movie. And yeah. by the way, people that couldn't see Chip's face, his mouth was agape at laughing at how hilarious that was. 
um, Heather Menzies as Maggie, Maggie, Maggie McCowan, Kevin McCarthy as Dr. Robert Hoke. So, you know him from, he was in the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers and things that we grew up on watching as a kid. Keenan Wynn as Jack. Keenan Wynn, another guy that we grew up on these Disney movies and things that he was in. Dick Miller, of course, in every Joe Dante movie as Buck Gardner. Yep. He's, he's really good. Right away when I heard his voice, I was, I, all I thought about was Gremlin. So I was just like, oh, look at that. Yes. Yeah. Barbara Steele as Dr. Mengers. Paul Bartell as Dumont. So he's the guy that's in charge of the kids' uh, place. Mm-hmm. And John Sayles as the Sentry. So John Sayles, who wrote this, mm-hmm. uh, when she exposed her boot, she's like, what do I do? He's like, I don't know, seduce him or something. And so <laughs> that's John Sayles, the big tall guy. Nice. Sweet. Written by Richard Robinson and John Sayles. So John Sayles wrote like Lone Star. Did you ever see that in the 90s with Matthew McConaughey? It would like go back to, uh, to his, his father or it was. Oh, know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah. It was like a cop in Texas. Um, he did that. He did a whole bunch of great films that he does. And so it's weird that he wrote this, but it's written so well where you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. And directed by Joe Dante. So as me and Tim talked about, a lot of these guys started with Roger Corman. That's where they learned. And that's the best way to learn. If you don't have any money, you know, you got to do it on the cheap. So you learn how to make piranhas work or you know how to make, you know, whatever, like, a car chase movie like uh ron howard or yeah you know, when when i was listening to you guys when i fast forwarded to the end part you told me listen to the beginning listen to the end we mentioned you and i was like oh it's all about me cool you yeah know? yeah so yeah. listen <laughs> and i get to the end and you guys were talking about roger corman and i was listening to how you guys were talking about how they're all learning and i was like it's kind of cool because that's kind of the same way some of the directors that we love did tv first yeah yeah like they were they were basically just kind of like, oh, we, we got a director. Cool. Throw him in here. Does a quick half hour and moves on kind of a thing. And yeah. I was like, that that's pretty cool that it's kind of the same thing. Corman kind of, you know, raised yeah. these guys. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. One of the last um, video archives that they did for the last season was um, he talked about Richard Donner directed something. And he's like, this is as good as a lethal weapon, you know, mm-hmm. could be. And they were like, and he's like, but of course he came from TV and this is how he knows how to do it. And it's like, yeah. awesome. Yeah. This film was reported to have been shot in 30 days for $660,000. That's what is crazy sometimes with these where it's, you think like, oh, this movie is done on the cheap. I understand 660,000. That's kind of a lot, but also you know, you're paying these actors who, you know, are like, I'll come in for a day or whatever. And you're doing it and you're paying for the special effects, which are really good. These yeah. like Peron, like really good. And the well, wife watched got, this uh, with how me. many, how many extras are like people that they needed in the water to react yeah. and do all the things. Oh my God. I, them I, sitting I, there for, for days, probably just sitting in the water, getting all like wrinkly. <laughs> one of my, one of my notes is whoever was in charge of, like the background actors like nobody's like looking at the camera doing nothing they're all doing something mm-hmm. it's great yep. are you ready for some listener opinions let's do it man i don't even have an opinion well you gotta have an opinion nature boy on twitter wrote quote the movie is pretty good good plot great tension it has everything you want violence and nudity end quote <laughs> Soylent underscore green on Instagram wrote, quote, it's a pure creature feature classic exclamation point uh, and uh, end quote video Vista underscore W whatever that is on Instagram wrote, quote, I love it. QT could be right. This and alligator could be the best jaws ripoffs. There are uh, hand clap emoji end quote. So right away. I'm watching, you know, the wife. I go, honey, you want to watch, want to watch uh, Piranha? I'm like, we're doing it for the show. I go, it's Joe Dante. You love the burbs. You love gremlins. Let's watch it. She's like, okay. So we watch it. And I had asked her, so my wife has anxiety. And 
I don't think I've told the story on this podcast, but I told it on their old one. So I had her watch Jaws one time back in the day, um, yeah. maybe a couple years ago. And I said, I said, honey, let's watch Jaws. And we did. And she was like, she goes, I go, you want to watch Jaws 2 now? And she's like, no, <laughs> I have anxiety over that movie. I go, but isn't anxiety a good thing? Like, doesn't that make you like more into the movie? You're so into it. She's yeah. like, no. So the other day I said, honey, are you going to be anxious for this movie? Like these piranhas, I know they don't happen everywhere. Like her thing is I'm never going in the water because there's sharks in the water. There's any kind of craziness under the surface. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. Same reason why she wouldn't go to a cabin in the woods. Like same huh, thing, yeah. Like no, yeah, um, but not the anxiety over that. Just there's killers out there. Yes, um, people with axes. Yeah. Away. So I go, honey, what's anxiety like? I'm trying to, I kind of understand. She goes, let me put it this way. What if you went to the theater to see a movie and it just ended before the movie is over? They were like, you're done. Would you be upset? I go, yeah, I'd be upset. She goes, that's, that's what anxiety is. Like, like a dick tease or something. I'm like, yeah. she didn't say those words. I did, but I'm like, <laughs> holy shit. Like, okay, I get it. Like, I go to see the new Indiana Jones. My favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark of all time. I go to see this new indie movie cuts off or you and I back in the day that we just talked about on our bonus episode for Jackie Brown. I go to see Jackie Brown. Oh man, Pulp Fiction was so good. Can't wait till this. And then the power goes out right when he's like, don't mess with my levels. And we're like, what the fuck? Do we leave? Do we wait? What? That's with the levels. Yeah. Oh yeah. But so this yeah, movie, I would think that actually the way it would be is like your movie would start, mm -hmm. the the reel would melt, and then somebody would go and they'd fix it. Hold on a minute, it would go for another twenty minutes, and then it would melt again, and they'd have to re re splice it, fix it again, yeah. and you're just like, ah, son of a, ah. Yeah. like you get there and then drop, yeah, 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 drop, yeah. You know? I could see that. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have anxiety. I'm glad yeah. we don't have anxiety. But for those who do, uh, our condolences. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the blonde girl in the beginning of this movie, I'm like, is that Phoebe from Friends? I know it's not, but she looks like Phoebe from Friends. I'm like, holy shit. I was thinking of the blonde uh, from uh, Stripes. Yes. And, and Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's right away when I saw her. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I actually got my, my eyes went to the bald dude because I was like, hey. It's the guy from uh, Dick Van Dyke that they're always giving shit to. Mm -hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, I didn't. She didn't look like Phoebe until she took her top off and was out, like getting ready to jump in. Then I was like, "Oh, oh, that's what you're talking about." I was talking about the. Never mind. I'm totally off. That. Oh, you're talking about the other right? The main. Yeah, I want to get to, uh, Heather yeah, Manning. Main girl. Yeah, yeah, when she shows up, because I'm sitting like, <gasps> like, like. That's all I was thinking about, like for the for probably the first like five minutes of the damn movie is upset. Yeah. It's that guy from Dick Van Dyke. I got so yeah. I, oh, trust me, it's good that you watch these by yourself. Yeah. I watch them with the wife, and I go, "It's a guy from Dick Van Dyke," and she's like, "Okay," like she doesn't care. Like, all right, that sucks. Um, and I wrote here, my next note is Mel from Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> there we go from the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, but yeah, so they jump in. They're like, come on, it's fine. Let's just, I don't know why nobody's been here. We're not going to get in trouble. Let's jump in the water. They should have been thinking exactly what <laughs> Bradford Dillman thinks later when he's like, what if it's a sewage, you know, place? Yeah. Like, we shouldn't jump in this water. Um, I put Why here, wasn't there signs like every fucking where the yeah. basis do not get in this damn yeah. water? Like, like for a scientist later yeah. on, he's like, I'm a scientist. It's, no. Yeah. Like, what? Well, then, yeah. That's Kevin McCarthy's fault for uh, not putting enough signs up. Yeah. And then yes. being upset when things happen. Yeah. Um, I love Keenan Wynn's character mm -hmm. and the special effects are pretty good. I wrote uh, this movie was one of the first efforts for effects and makeup artists, Rob Botin and Phil Tippett. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, so there's something in here. So when they're going in there, I forgot, like I'd seen this movie one time before. Mm -hmm. a while ago and i think i was watching it more in the vein of a black exploitation type thing even though it's not black exploitation this is eco terror but i'm watching it in the vein of it's a cheap made movie let's watch it everybody says it's good as a and i just kind of watched it i didn't watch it watch it 
this time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, like this is really cool. And the thing that I forgot was they go in there and I'm, and me and the wife are sitting there, we're watching a movie and all of a sudden this little thing goes running by and she's like, oh, it's a lizard. And then I go, oh, did you see that? And she goes, yeah. And I go, no, it's not a lizard. It's like a baby dinosaur. And she's like, yeah. She goes, I thought it was a lizard. And mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit. And all these little experimentations that he's got going on. That was a little scary. Like when I first yeah. saw the thing, I was like, I, I of course was pulled out of it for a second because of the yeah. stop animation. Yeah. You know, claymation type of stuff. But I was like, wow, they really, you know, if they made this thing look pretty damn good. Where I was just like, but is it going to bite your face off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. If if I worked for the military, I'd make something with trigger trigger words where you could yeah. say something where maybe a German or a Russian wouldn't know what you're saying, and you say, uh, "Boy, Dick Van Dyke's a good show." Boom! <laughs> it kills everybody. Yeah. Um. So there's. Or I know. I got one. I got one. Kiss my grits. There you go. Yeah, a little Alice. Bring a little Alice yeah. in there. Um. Ah. Uh, speaking of gremlins, uh, she's a girl on the case nobody yep. knew she's on the uh she's mad at the bank and then she's on the thing and they fuck her up on the what's the thing chair on the stairs yeah chair on the stairs that will call it that the thing with john sales where you can tell that this and it might be the other guy too where this is good writing of a script uh -huh. is the thing with the raft um that him and his daughter made but she doesn't like the water he's like oh yeah we read huck finn and we built this and she's like, oh, does it work? I don't know. We never went on it because, you know, I don't know. I didn't go into a Burger King. Like, yeah, it's those exactly. type of things. It's like we haven't used it because she doesn't like the water. And my wife's like, why doesn't she like the water? I go, honey, she doesn't like we wouldn't have a show if she likes the water. Like we'd have revenge picture or something, yeah. um, even though it kind of is. Um, so so then they're they're going back to get him and they get him after uh what did they knocked him out or whatever and that's the other thing that we were talking about when they first get there and she's like well maybe there's something in the water like and he's like what if it's a sewage plant like don't get in the water don't touch the water and yeah. then they drain it and they see those bones and they're like what the fuck and then they find the scientist the doctor see, i don't understand how that was the whole thing that threw me off was like he freaks out about them like draining it and he runs in and then it's kind of like instead of just going wait you fucked up something let me switch this back real fast he starts like getting into a fight with both of them to where they're keeping him from actually switching the damn thing back and yeah. i'm just like what is that why why isn't he just like excuse me i work here let me put this back please <laughs> well and i think by then it was too late like you already let him out like it's already you know but it's the thing where you don't understand it when they do it he yeah. knows it yeah. and so when he's like no what the fuck and they're like no we just did and he's like no now you release that and then he knows that the dam later is gonna let some water out and mm -hmm. it be bad for everybody yeah and he's been like it's been his watch this whole time get rid of the bodies get rid of whatever he has to do up there being a bad guy but also when you work for the military at one point, you might become a bad person as we learn about Barbara Steele. Yeah. Um, so, so then, you know, he's like, don't put your hand in the water. And she's like, why? Like, what's wrong? And like we Wait, said, rewind. Because when he tries to get away from them at first, he steals her car. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and this another, is my, which yeah. is one of my favorite parts. Yeah, because I started laughing so hard because I didn't realize why for a second. But when he takes off at the car and he starts passing out and the thing flips, right? Yeah. When they both run and they stop for a second and see what happened to the car, the guy does like this little uh, three stooges like <laughs> kind of a thing because he's so mad. But he, he lifts up his arms and, and then he walks forward and I just started cracking up so hard. I was like, what the fuck was that? Well, and that was because it was his Jeep, right? He's like, that's my well, fucking it her Jeep. Jeep. Oh, it's her Jeep. It? Okay. Wasn't it her Jeep? That I thought was he was, was driving. I thought he was driving. So I thought it was his. Oh, maybe it was because hers broke down. Yeah, hers overheated, right? So he they had to use yeah. his yeah. car. I think so. Yeah. So that's probably but, why he's upset. 
Well, like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. But if you go back and just watch that one scene, you'll be like, oh my God, he <laughs> seriously did a Three Stooges yeah. moment. Like, really? <gasps> yeah. And and his feet, he like stomped his feet for a second and raised his arms like he was oh so mad. And I was That's like, what? Funny. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, Keenan Wynn gets attacked. So now you're like, oh shit, the piranha are out. That's what it is, piranha. And do you remember in school or not in school, but when we we're younger and you'd be swimming and you'd splash the water around a lot and be like piranha. Like I used yeah. to do that all the time, like make a that. bunch of oh, maybe it's just me then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like be like piranha and I'd make all the water around me go like bubbly. I do remember going on a camping trip. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who had this fucking book. I think it might have been uh, one of our cousin's boyfriends mm-hmm. at the time. Had a book that had all these different uh, fish in it, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, it didn't have, like, it didn't go through piranha for some reason. I don't know why it wasn't in there. But there was one that was like a tube-looking kind of fish that when it opened its mouth, its whole inside of its mouth was teeth. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I saw this before we went, like swimming in the lake and I wouldn't go in the lake. Yeah. Because I thought it could be in there. I didn't understand the freshwater, like yeah, yeah. salt yeah. water where it could be kind of a thing, the whole Amazon thing. I'm sitting yeah. here go- thinking it could be in there. Yeah. I'm going to lose a foot. And yeah. I just go in the water. Chip was afraid of everything, which is good. You should be that way. A long time ago when we were young, we told Chip that there were bats. I think there were bats flying around. And we said, oh, they're vampire bats. And Chip stayed in my house with the screen door closed and watched us all out there thinking like, you guys are going to be killed. You're going to be bitten and you're going to turn into vampires. And it's because of how badly uh, Salem's Lot fucked with me. I saw it so young. Because of your talk of this and because of you and I seeing these like little clips, I'm like, I got to see Salem's Lot. Like I'm going to watch it tonight. I don't know. But so they're with the doctor. They're coming down in the raft. All of a sudden, um, he there's that boy, the boy and his father who were on the boat. All of a sudden, the boat flips over. My wife's like, stupid. You don't you know, she said, I thought he was just kidding at first. And I'm like, no, this is like this before. Like now you're like, no, it's piranha attack. Mm-hmm. And then the boys up on the boat and they see him as they show up. First, they see Keenan Wynn, right, is not there. And he sees a dog and she's like, is the dog always this angry? And you get up there and it's like, oh, he crawled all this way. It's a sad moment. And and then they go down the river a little more and they see the boy on the boat and the guy jumps in the doctor. And my wife's like, he knows how dangerous it. Why is he jumping in the water? I said, for one, he knows that it's kind of his fault. And for two, like, I'm going to do something good. I'm going to save this boy. But yeah, they were going there anyway. Like you're almost yeah. there. Like just yeah. Well, and they said something about that the, the that it was it was going under that it was starting to you know yeah. because it was upside down it was starting to go under and the boy was going to go in and I was thinking at first when he jumped in that like a smart scientist would fucking do mm-hmm. is you would you would get the piranha to go away from the boy and follow you oh, right yeah eat you away yeah. from the boy yeah. so they can just raft over and grab the kid. But no, he gets over there just enough to be like, oh, I'm going to help hoist this kid from point yeah. A to point B. But then I'm going to well, pull me out and I'll die. You know, and which I was, was like, which was done well. But as we see, there was enough piranha. Like my wife said, they should be full by now, but they keep yeah. eating and they keep eating. And so there was a lot. So I think even if you swim away, go, I got this. And then <laughs> the boy jumps in, then he get killed. Um, But then. It's cool how the guy hands the kid over and he's being attacked and then they pull him out. And my wife's like, how come his legs aren't gone? She's like, that's cheap. Like the other guy's legs were like just bones. Yeah. And, um, and this guy's legs weren't. And I'm like, well, his back's all chewed up. Like you can see that. Yeah. And so then it's cool when, uh, they, so they pull him up and he's leaking blood. He's mm-hmm. bleeding. And the piranhas are like starting to eat the, eat the, the ropes. bindings yeah. of the uh of the raft and all of a sudden the raft starts coming apart and this is a part where if i had anxiety i'd be like dude we're yeah. fucking hello what do we got can i hug this raft what do i need to do yeah and so they're and it's done so well where they're trying to get trying to get it you know and it keeps each 
part keeps coming apart. He's like, what's something feels weird. What feels weird? Oh, shit. You're like, oh, fuck. And then when I they, love the simplicity of it, though, when you get yeah. close to the bank mm-hmm. and you just see like the camera of them like jumping and rolling and like yeah. that, like you're not actually seeing them jumping off the rap. You yeah, just yeah, see, yeah. like, you, you know, see. in your yeah. head, like yeah. the same they're on a box and they plot. jumped in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing of don't run Salem's lot for me. I want to get into that. Um, so the but the opening of the dam, that guy's watching what is it, cartoons or something. Yeah. And he's getting the thing. Oh, it's time to open the dam a little bit. And he goes over and then he drops the key to do it. And he goes to do it again and crank it. And he drops it again. And you're like, oh, shit. And that guy runs out and you're like, he's not going to listen. He's going to still just crank it up and be like, what? And he comes like, don't open it. Don't open it. And it's too late. He's already opened it. Right. In a little bit. No, no, no. He didn't. Oh, he okay. Didn't he didn't. It. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It went around. That's right. Yeah. Because he figured out the whole salmon thing and that That's they would right. go upstream and go all yeah. the way around. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so he didn't know. So that was what was cool. I think yeah, that's what you were like, oh, yeah, you're, you're thinking, but you're thinking like he's going to still open it because I've seen these movies. The guy's yeah. going to be like, what are you? You're stupid. And he doesn't. And you're like, oh, wow. And then the corrupt army show up and you're like, OK. And so a waitress from the Holiday Inn where the director and crew were staying uh, stood in for Heather Menzies during the topless shots because Menzies was concerned that her husband might not approve of the nude scene. So oh. when she flashes that 10th century. Yeah. Um, but one of the coolest moments is coming up on my notes here, but first, so then he's like, how come the military's here so quick? And they're like, no, we just came. And then he's like, no, you fucking knew about it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, we knew about it, but we can't let you go now. Cause now you know too much. And he's like, fuck you. And so then they put him in a tent. And he's like, like, go do something, like cause a distraction. She's like, what? He goes, I don't know, flirt with the guy, do something. And so she goes out and she's like, hey, look, oh, look at that. And he's like, what? And go ahead. I do love, though, that they just for that bit moment was not expecting it, where she turns around and goes, but what if he's gay? And then he's like, yeah. then I'll go flirt with him. Yeah. yeah, I forgot about that. That was so good where you're like, this is 78. Yeah. And she says something like, like that, where you don't even think about that. It's the thing of. Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he puts on the suit, you've seen where people steal the uniforms all the time. They put them on, they fit fine. Yeah. Raiders, he's trying to put on, the guy's too small, and he can't even button it because he can't even get it closed. Yeah. And that guy's like, what's wrong with you? Um, and it's that thing where, and so then she flashes her boobs. She's like, look, it's Superman. Look up at this guy. <laughs> and, uh, and then they, they run away, and they take off, and they're and they get arrested by the police they get pulled over and she's like well tell him everything so he tells the police everything police officer still takes him to the jail says well yeah because of who he is because apparently he's now considered the town drunk everybody that hears yeah. his last name is like oh yeah you're, you're yeah you always he's, get in trouble for drinking and indecent stuff and blah, yeah. blah, blah blah he's like that was a year ago motherfucker <laughs> and it's it, I fucking love this whole jail scene. Like, so the other guy's asleep. The other officer, he comes in there. He's like, you guys will lock up there. We'll figure it out. And he talks to the colonel. Right. And the colonel says, or is he a captain? Remember? Cause he tells that lady like, no, I'm not. a." She's all general. And he's, he's like, like general. He's like, no, I'm a colonel. And then he's like the fat son of a bit. I'm like, whoa, Jesus. <laughs> um, fat cow or whatever. Yeah. Fat cow. Yeah. Stupid cow. Um, so so it's the whole thing of he's like keep him there don't let him out and then she has been she's a skip tracer who gets people who are being like who people lost i can't find chip go find him and so she's kicking on this thing and she's talking about this guy and he's like what are you talking about and she's like this guy who i found who was in a jail and he broke the thing and then the water leaked all over and they had a whole thing and he's like okay and, and he can't water, see any of this. He's yeah, just yeah. hearing her he just do all the things. Yeah. And then she turns on the water and it's leaking out and it's making a mat. And she lays down a mattress and you're like, what are you doing? What is she doing? <laughs> and then she's like, help, help. There's water leaking. And the guy comes in there and he's like, well, what'd you do? And she goes, I don't know. It just broke. I don't know. And he's like, okay. And he's down there looking and she fucking hits him over the head with what she hit him with. The piece of the 
piece of the back of the toilet that she oh broken. yeah 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 and um and so then he gets knocked out but he falls right onto the mattress you're like oh that's nice of her perfect and then she she's like he goes what what are you doing and she's like i got the keys now and he, she's like but they're chained to his pants and he's like take off his pants <laughs> she takes the pants off of his fucking body and you're like that's so fucking funny and cool and just different and she pulls the pants off and then she uh unlocks the door and he's like thank thanks to so-and-so the guy that originally you know that she was skip chasing that oh, yeah. broke the water he's like thanks for him and then they leave and they're driving by and that other officer is out patrolling he's coming out from getting a soda or something and just gets pants thrown in his face and <laughs> it's like what the fuck and they drive on by in the police car and that scene was so good where it was just it was different and it was fun and this whole movie kind of cooked along uh and now you see dick miller he cracks me up he's like oh well we got to open this whole thing what are you doing what are you who what are you doing over there you know that it was improv like what's that guy doing over there all you guys do is just sit around and do nothing and there was a guy in the back that's like sitting on his ass he's like fucking paint we got to get this done by 10 o'clock and um all the piranha attack all the piranhas attack everyone at the camp and his mm -hmm. daughter's trying to get to the canoe in the water and you can feel it get the canoe in the water so there's a thing first of all where she doesn't want to go and the lady's like well then here do this and she marks up her leg with a red ink and she's like now just add a limp to it get some bandages and you just act like you got hurt and she's like okay yeah, and keeps, i'm like that was really up. cool yeah it keeps leading up throughout the whole thing whenever it cuts to her like she just doesn't want to get in the water you know and he had mentioned that they had made the, the raft together and that was his daughter and they were like yeah. everything together but you're sitting there going she's going to be forced at some point you know she's going to be but yeah. that was the good writing about it is that she still even though everybody else was jumping in she was like i'm going to hide over here and i was like yeah, hey. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> but the moment everybody starts getting in trouble she's trying her damn just to get this canoe but she's not strong enough she yeah. wants to help yeah and that, so she it's like i fucking loved that i i hated the guy because he's always like what are you doing you guys can't swing after lunch you guys yeah. can't be swimming at this time you can't go do this i'm like what an asshole won't let these kids have fun but then when she sees them being attacked and she flips that canoe over and tries to pull it and she can't pull it and i can feel that i'm like oh this that's done so well where she's trying to push on it and won't even move and um but the cool thing is in that point you realize how much she is her father's yeah. daughter yeah like yeah. she's wanting all she's thinking about is saving people yeah yeah exactly yeah and then finally then when her dad shows up he sees her and then he takes a boat and just puts it out there and goes to get them and gets the one girl but the other one doesn't make it the one that almost took her top off that i was so excited about <laughs> and then got busted by the by the guy well and the blonde girl that was saved Mm -hmm. She was actually from uh, soap opera. She became huge on soap opera daytime TV and mm -hmm. like went for years. Like what uh, what soap opera? Was it Susan Lucci? Is that Susan Lucci? <laughs> no. Unfortunately. I'm going to look it up now. Was it uh, Deidre Hall uh, from uh, Days of Our Lives? Um, but so then they say, but that's the thing. This All these piranhas attacking all these children. And there's mm. children dying. I wasn't expecting to see that. Yeah, like, that normally I mean, you don't see. You would. It's like they say in movies: don't kill children, don't yeah. don't kill a dog. You know all this stuff. And all of a sudden, these kids are being killed, and they're just you know. And then they save some of them. And the part that um, the young and the restless. What was it? the young and the restless? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, was she like Mel the main Melody, girl? Melody's Thomas Scotch. Was she the main girl that her and that guy were an item for a while? Like their marriage was a big deal? I don't know. It don't matter. Everybody's like, we don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but you know the one I mean. I never watched Young and the Restless, but I knew about those two people. And I think that's where, I don't know. I was thinking that was where Jennifer Aniston's dad was. But no, her dad was on Days of Our Lives, I think. Yeah, Days of Our Lives, yeah. Um. Yeah, she but, played Nikki Nikki Reed, I guess, in the show. 
the part okay i don't know her then yeah the part that got roger avery teared up because chip gave me it's audio medium but chip gave me a quizzical look was um when the guy so the guy calls main mm-hmm. our main hero calls and says hey to the camp there's fucking piranha coming you got to be careful and he's like whatever drink some more asshole and he hangs up and you're like oh shit mm-hmm. and so then all these kids are dying he's trying to help him he had that one piranha jump on his cheek and he's trying to help the kids and when bradford dillman shows up and sees the carnage and sees what's going on and sees the the head guy of the yeah. of the camp he doesn't say i fucking told you it's he like is. you could tell he wanted to yeah. at the, like yeah. the moment that he looked at him yeah. but then he saw his look there when he looked down at the dead body and looked and i was yeah. like oh damn and then he re- and that's where avery said like he almost a lot like it was really like made him tear up and it's those things of like that good writing where it's not that it's just like let's sit in the moment for a little bit mm-hmm. and then the colonel shows up at the resort now you find out that it's like jaws the colonel doesn't want to close down the resort because he put in money to this little uh rock and roll festival whatever it is yeah and he's he a silent partner yeah yeah and so he's like no no we gotta keep it going and so <laughs> so he's there and then there's the water skier and the girls and my wife's like don't you have to ski with two skis i go well i go i don't know if it was it used to be one and then they change it to two or if it could be one or two i think you could do both but back in the day it might have just been two but who knows it might have been one i mean but that part's pretty cool like they're going pretty fast and they're going and then they goes by that body and he's like hey hey and then they turn around and they bring him back and he's like, wait, wait. And they're not listening to him. They're just like, let's fucking let's get him off this fucking whatever. Yeah, well, they were speeding up and like spinning around trying yeah. to get like trying to see if they can knock him off the thing at, yeah. at some point. And he's just like yelling at him to like, no, no, go yeah. off to the side. Like, There's, go over. Yeah. Let's park this thing. Let's get out of here. Yeah. And then she starts slowing down and he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and now the attack at the resort. And they do a real good job with the extras in the background. It's what oh, I wrote. Yeah, uh, such great fun stuff. Like everybody has their own little thing. It's like mm-hmm. Roger Avery said um, when he was directing uh, Rules of the Game. Rules of what was that called? Rules of the Game. That mm-hmm. movie that he directed that didn't do very well, but a lot of people like it. Yeah. He said that his assistant director, or what second unit, whatever his director his assistant director who was in charge of all the background stuff yeah. gave everybody their own story. So they're at a party and he's like, your deal is that you're sleeping with that guy. Your deal is that you're with those two girls and you're de- and telling everybody. And that's kind of how this was, was like, you all have your own little thing. Just act out your little scene and go with it. And it was all done so well. And mm-hmm. the attacks were good. And you're just like, holy shit. And yeah, I like it seemed like like when you're watching it, it seemed like the way they had it set up was like like almost like okay, it's gonna start here and it's gonna slowly, you know, almost like a um like a chain reaction, like a mass yeah. hysteria oh, yeah, kind yeah. of situation. Or when like like they do now on, on videos where somebody's running, so everybody thinks they're running from something. So yeah. they all start running with that person, like, what are you running from? Kind of a thing. Yeah. So having it set up like that it's kind of cool because that in that way they're not looking at the camera like you said they're kind of like looking going, what's happening to them and then yeah. all of a sudden it just slowly starts going towards them and all of a sudden they start reacting like, oh, yeah. i'm getting bit and they're all starting to freak out yeah 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 it's really good and i like dick miller's on the phone and mm-hmm. his assistant shows up and is like hey uh da-da. and he's like what do you can't you see him on the phone and he goes sir the piranhas are attacking the guest and he's like what um okay and yeah. I'll call you back later. Um, and so then you got this cool moment, like from Apocalypse Now or some war movie, them running for the speedboat through all this carnage. It's like running through a battlefield or something like. Go ahead. But we, we got it. We got to remember the karma that hits the colonel. Oh, yes. On that ferry. Yeah. And all these people are getting eaten. And he's like kicking them off. going, Get out. Get the hell off. Get off here. And then all of a sudden he falls in. Yeah. And yeah. Just eating yeah. right away. And I'm just like, yeah. karma, bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. And Barbara Steele. And we find out from earlier, Barbara Steele's like me and the doctor, you know, we're working on that military project. Yep. And then she's like, oh, so you knew him? And she's like, it's more than knew him. And me and the wife go, oh, <laughs> and um, so um, the uh, where was OK, so um, sorry, I had to check my notes. Um, but so then Barbara Steele's the only one left alive and she kind of wants this to happen just for whatever, just for shits and giggles. And whatever. Yeah. it was kind of scary. It was it, she it was. It was kind of cool, but kind of scary at the same time because she reminded me of the princess from Flash Gordon. Yeah. But mm -hmm. also a little bit of uh, uh, Evil Lynn from Masters of the Universe movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is she good? Is she bad? Like, does she have, does she care what happens to anybody? What's going on? No. Um, and she's from, you know, old Italian, you know, yeah. movies, horror movie things. Um, but, so he had told before about I used to work in a smelting factory, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, it was killing everything. And then I got let go and don't do the job, you know, and he got um, he got she was like, why are you not married anymore? And he's like, that's kind of personal. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then later when she's like, she's he's like covered up with a blanket. And she's like, I've been trying to fucking get under this blanket forever. <laughs> and he's like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> and but so now he's like oh we got we get you know he's like we go to the smelters i gotta go down oh shit everything's underwater i gotta go down there and open them and you're like oh shit and he's like count to 90 or 60. yeah so it was 90 because i think she, 90. i think it was somewhere around there because she which is good too it's an it's a good number it's not give me a minute give me half a minute because you know that it's gonna take a while to swim down there give me 90 seconds yeah. and my wife's like that's a long time and of course, I have to bring up my fucking movie nerd knowledge and be mm -hmm. like, well, you know, Tom Cruise held his breath for six minutes in uh, one of the Mission Impossible movies where he's underwater. And you know that uh, um, Kate, uh, the girl from Titanic, mm -hmm. um, beat his record in the new Avatar because she held her breath for seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. And she's like, she goes, no, you'll die. I go, no, you have to do your body a certain way. Otherwise, mm -hmm. yeah, you will. It'll mess up the oxygen in your blood and cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. But if you trained right and you do it right, that's like those deep divers that do that. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay. But anyway, it's cool that 90 seconds. So then he's like, wait, and then gun it and pull me out of there. And he's got the rope tied around him. And he's down there trying to open it and he can't open it. It's a little difficult. And then finally it gets open. And then you see them coming. This is done like a 3d movie too. They're like coming at the camera. And I was kind of, I thought it was cool the way that uh, they directed it though, because he's like kind of, it's not moving and they start and they come in and they start biting yeah. him. Yeah. And so there's enough blood that you can't tell if he's yeah. getting it or not. And then all of a sudden you finally see the valve thing. Like you see the shit yeah. starting to come out. I was like, Oh, he's getting it. And, yeah. but you're still sitting here and she's counting. I'm like, fuck, pull, pull, yeah. go, yeah. go. But yeah. there's the anxiety. <laughs> yeah. 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 Me too. Yeah. I'm like, that's the thing of you and I getting into these movies where our wives are like, at least my wife was like, you cry at ET, a fucking mm -hmm. fake doll thing dies and you're sad. And I go, honey, you don't get it. Um, so it's that thing of of that of like, is he going to get it? slowly getting it? Not just like swimming down, opening it and boom. And there's a thing of that. I told Tim on the last show, you watch some movies that are directed by shitty directors or these movies that are like asylum pictures that do transmorphers and all that shit. They're done horribly because the people don't know how to direct the action or the tension very well. And it just sucks. Yeah. And yeah. then the special effects make it even worse. But this was really good where he finally gets it open and then it, she counts to 90. He's being eaten. You're like, I think he's going to die. And she guns it, pulls him through the glass. Like, it's really cool. Like, I'm like, yes. Like, it's one of those. Like, if you're in the theater. Yeah. Yes. For me, it was kind of like a, uh, it felt like a Superman moment. Yeah. Kind of a, just flying through the, you know, yeah. kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, it's so cool. And then. And so then he gets up and they're like, well, did we kill him? Yeah, I think so. And of course, then the end with Barbara Steele saying that the piranhas are going to the ocean and will surely die. But we know from what Brad Dillman said 
about mm-hmm. them and that the guy told us about the military project they can live in salt water they can live in regular water you know all that shit which is also adds to a chip if chip saw this in 78 when he was four he'd be like <laughs> i fucking told you they live in real water <laughs> like, fuck this noise <laughs> and that's the end of the movie <laughs> So Universal Studios attempted to sue New World Pictures for spoofing Jaws from 1975. Mm. However, Steven Spielberg saw the movie in advance and loved it. After that, Universal dropped the lawsuit. Spielberg says that this is the best of the Jaws ripoffs. Nice. That's awesome. I ready for a review. Reviews. Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus reads, quote, performed with a wink and directed with wry self-awareness. Piranha is on is an unabashed B movie with satirical bite, unquote. Nice. Ranked number nine on Entertainment Weekly's Guilty Pleasures Testosterone Edition list, number nine twenty seven. That's the uh, issue. Uh, as part of the article, Bloodbath and Beyond about Grindhouse, the magazine wrote, "Quote: After the success of Jaws, Grindhouses were overrun with schlocky underwater knockoffs. This one." directed by Joe Dante and written by John Sayles is the best of the bunch, end quote. So, as we always say, in this movie, do you see anything Tarantino might have liked or used in a film? I see the thing, although I think he already wrote this way, but I could see the thing of, like I said, where he's like, she's like, well, does it work? And he's like, I don't know. Like, we haven't even tried it out. It's just been sitting here because my daughter doesn't like that. That's the thing of, I didn't go into a Burger King. You know, it's like it adds that little realism to it. It's just really yeah. cool. And the tension, of course. Well, and I, and kind of just the way that the two main characters just talk to each other, interact with yeah. each other. Because even yeah. in the beginning, he's like, it's open. And she comes in and she just starts talking to him. And he starts like, they just kind of bickering back and forth. And then yeah. she's like, well, you're going to drive me to da da da. He goes, oh, am I? You know, kind of like, fuck that. Next thing you know, they're in the car. And yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. Right. I I love that when she's like, "You're to." I was gonna say the way this is, movie is edited, yeah. very good, mm-hmm. of her saying shit like that, like "No way," and then boom, or him being like, "Are there keys for a cop car on there? Are there keys for his on those pants?" And she's mm-hmm. like, "I'm sure there." Are. And it cuts to them in the cop car, like yeah. driving hell's hell bent for leather. So our star rating system here is one to five, five being the best. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I rate this movie four out of five. What do you give it? Yeah, I'll give it four because I think I came in kind of just really not expecting what, what I got. Right. Like well, knowing that it was basically basically supposed to be a Jaws ripoff. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to have, I don't know how to explain it. Like just the, the style. Oh, and, the heart and the style of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I thought it was just going to be, I was just basically going to be rolling my eyes through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's yeah. really what I thought was going to happen. And I was just yeah. kind of, I was just pleasantly surprised by everything. Well, that's what I, I was as well. And I think that's what I love about us doing these movies is that we've been pleasantly surprised except for you, maybe with the Mysterians, yeah. but like even master's touch was really cool i wish that was a better quality because i think we might have liked it a little better like it was you know it was kind of cool um would you buy this movie rent it or find it for free um rent it i think i'd buy it i was look i started looking it up i'm like how much is this movie like i could see owning it having a better even though the one we watch did you watch peacock version no i actually rented it dude why do you waste money give me the money. I, I was up here watching it yeah because since she was home since right. she was home I let her have downstairs where all of our stuff is right signed into i don't have anything signed into my computer so i basically just all i have is my apple tvs so i opened it up and went you know that you can type in peacock you can add peacock she to your apple all TV. the she has all of her all the passwords and everything linked to her so i'm You're i wasn't telling me smalls yeah. she's in the same house you just text <laughs> or you go right on the other side of the wall and you go honey what's the oh mm-hmm. dude give me that three bucks um no that's cool hopefully it was a good quality peacock had a good oh, yeah, it was. and peacock did a thing where also it's on tubi but mm-hmm. 
but you have to watch ads. But on Peacock, it did a thing in the beginning was like, watch like 130 seconds of, you know, sh commercials. And then yeah. the movie played all the way through. So it's very cool. But uh, you ready for Phil's film favorite of the week? Yeah, yeah. It is. We went to the theater the other day, me and the wife, and we saw The Blackening from 2023. A group of black friends reunite for a Juneteenth weekend getaway, only to find themselves trapped in a remote cabin with a twisted killer. So I give this one three and a half because some of the jokes didn't land. Some did. But it was really there was like some other people in there. Um, and it was funny because like in the beginning, like they talk about um, there's this game where they go into this game room. I don't know if you saw the trailer. They go into the game room and they open this box and there's a picture of a black face guy with the white lips and the big eyes. And, you know, and they said, uh, oh, what's this Sambo game or whatever? And yeah. my wife had to look it up. And then she's like, do you know, Sambo is derogatory? I go, yeah, I know. Like, you never heard of Sambo? She's like, no. Um, there used to be a restaurant called Sambo's, which is like, wow. Um, wow. <laughs> so, um, but then they ask questions like, okay, who in a, in a horror movie, who was the, what was the first horror movie with black people in it that lasted all the way through or something? And they were like, well, Jada Pinkett, and, you know, in, you know, scream Two, And they were like, no, she died right away. And then they're like, she died right away. Her and whoever died right away because they probably didn't have the, the money to pay for the whole thing, you know, pay to have them through the whole movie. And then they pause. And I'm like, these people are famous people that I know. And that's why they pause for the joke of like almost looking at the camera being like, because they don't have money for us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's hilarious. But then all the little jokes like, you know, well, now you got to pick the person who's the most blackest to die. And they're like, um, wow. and so then they're like, well, you say the N word a lot. And then they say, well, you are. And she's like, but I'm half white. You guys talk about my whiteness all the time. And now all of a sudden you're saying that I'm the most black. What the fuck? <laughs> Make up your mind. Yeah. So it's really funny. Um, it's just it's good stuff. So everybody check it out. Um, I gave it three and a half. I almost mm -hmm. gave it four. But uh, it's one of those where if you saw it with an audience, I could see seeing it by yourself. You'd still laugh. But with an audience was a little better. Mm -hmm. Um, come back next week, July 7th for oh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this one, Chip. Dead Poet Society from 1989. Oh, geez. Yeah. Here's the trailer, if one is available, which I'm sure it is. I'll play your trailer and Chip will tell us what it's about. Gentlemen, what are the four pillars? Tradition, honor, discipline, excellence, manners up. Welton Academy for Boys, a breeding ground for the future leaders of America, an institution dedicated to achievement, virtue, and conformity. A school whose rigid standards are upheld by every single teacher. Except one. Come on, Mr. Overstreet, you twerp. Mr. Anderson, are you a man or an amoeba? Language was developed for one endeavor, and that is... To communicate. No! To woo women. Mr. Keating. Some people like to rock, some people like to roll. But moving in a groove is gonna satisfy my soul and have a party. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating. Teacher. Well, is this a dagger I see before me? Philosopher. I like Byron. I give him a 42, but I can't dance to him. Orator. Oh, Titus, bring your friend hither. And founder of the Dead Poet Society. A bunch of guys sitting around reading poetry. No. Ding. Thank you for playing anyway. What was the Dead Poet Society? The Dead Poets were dedicated to sucking the marrow out of life. Spirits soared, women swooned, and gods were created. Not a bad way to spend an evening, eh? I hereby reconvene the Dead Poets Society. To strive, to seek, to find. Gotta do more, gotta be more! Dare to walk a new path, dare to strike out and find new ground. I'm hearing rumors, John, about some unorthodox teaching methods in your classroom. Break out. I'm gonna do it! Oh! 
John Keating. He began by teaching English. Now, he's changing lives. I got the part! Tear out the entire introduction. Who put you up to it? Was it this new man, this, uh, Mr. Keating? Are we just playing around out here? Or do we mean what we say? Vision, honor, discipline, rip, friend, tear. What is this dick poet society? I want names. This is a battle, a war. The casualties could be your hearts and souls. For the first time in my whole life, I know what I want to do. Medicine, law, business, engineering. These are noble pursuits. Poetry. Romance, love, these are what we stay alive for. That's beautiful. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. Armageddon! Sit down! What the hell is going on here? Seize the day. Touchstone Pictures presents Robin Williams as John Keating. He was the inspiration that made their lives extraordinary. Dead Poet Society. All right. All right. Let's see. Maverick teacher John Keating uses poetry to embolden his boarding school students to new heights of self-expression. Robin Williams, carpe diem. Seize the day. That's right. Well, hopefully everybody uh, will like that one. Uh, But hey, it's on our list. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know I liked it, but I've only seen it once. But I remember everybody keeps talking about that movie. They talk about how great Ethan Hawke did in that movie. Ethan Hawke talks about how great everybody was. Yeah. Um, and that's the first time, second time maybe that you saw Robin Williams being like serious. And people are like, what? Yep. So, but anyway, thank you for joining us. We hope you had fun and maybe learned something about a movie that may have had a part in making Tarantino. Goodbye. Bye-bye.